my father was uh, was running the business for for a long, long, long time, and um, we went into other facets of the sporting industry. Uh, it didn't go so well, and we suddenly found ourselves pretty much on the scrap heap. This was the early nineties, um, very, very difficult times. It probably killed my father. I just decided we needed to uh, to get back into this business. I got on the uh, on the phone to a few of the uh, the old employees and said, "Let's go. Let's get this this tennis court business back up and firing. Let's get it going." People all around the world love sport, from playing ball in the backyard through to the Olympic and Paralympic podiums. The majority of the world's population play, watch, and enjoy sport. Steve Dart from Play Hard Sports gives listeners the chance to meet people from across the world of entertainment, sports and business who are affecting the way international sport is unfolding. So, with the combination of technology, passion and great people wanting to tell their story, it gives rise to Play Hard Sports Behind the Games podcast. Well, we've got a real treat today in Behind the Games. I've got Bernard Evans, who is the owner of Grass Sports Australia, Sporting Surface Solutions, owner and managing director. Good morning, Bernard. How are you? Thanks, Dave. Really well. Good to see you. Thank you. Thanks for inviting us up to, uh, to your office today. Beautiful day in Melbourne. Nice and early. We've got a good start this morning. It's a lovely sunny day, good for laying grass after a few days of uh, pretty ordinary weather here in Melbourne. Yeah, what's happened? It's obviously weather's really coming with a vengeance after a beautiful summer that you guys oh, had. Man, when we're laying grass... If it's windy, if it's too hot, if it's too cold, if it's wet, we've got all the elements against us. Wonderful. Look, I'll tell you what, let's start from uh, the beginning with you. Obviously, you've uh, got a lot of history, so we'll get through it. It's uh, your education in Wesley College, Melbourne, from 1964 to 1973. Take us back to those early days. Oh, dear. Wesley College. Do you know what? I'll start with the fact that they're still good customers of ours today. Isn't that great? We, um, we do a lot of work at Wesley, great affiliation with the school, and... Um, it's just a, it's a nice background, and uh, oh, sixty four. It's a long time ago. Life's changed a lot since then. Um, we were very lucky to uh, to have a, a good education at Wesley. Um, the early seventies, when I was finishing school, very turbulent political um, time in Australia. Okay, I come from a, um, a very military family with Vietnam, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, it was a turbulent uh, matriculation for me. I scraped through. No, I really didn't want to do any more study after that. And um, uh, probably just didn't really know what to do. My father had bought this company called Onto Car, which built tennis courts, bought it back in the 60s. So I said, well, what if I just swing a shovel for you for a while, Dad, till I sort myself out? What what Uh, led him into even getting into that market? Not actually certain. He was in the building trade. Um... I really can't answer that. He's uh, he just an opportunity arose. He had his finger in a number of pies, and next thing we know, we were building tennis courts. So really, you're into the construction of synthetic sporting and recreational facilities and surfaces throughout Australia and international. A lot of great projects. What's um what's uh, a couple of really outstanding ones you can just take us to that you've got uh, in your mind right now? Oh, right now we um, we've done a lot of FIFA soccer fields and things. It's a um, we do a lot of hockey clubs. Thousands and thousands of tennis courts. Yep. But the, the big change in the last few years has been the acceptance of synthetic grass. Right. It's, it's made an enormous difference. It's used in so many applications. 
one of our big customer bases would be the education sector. Yep. Um, really has been accepted in that area for a number of reasons. It makes sense. It's colourful. It's nice to play on. It's, uh, it's safe. It looks good. It adds to performance. Yep. It's a great product, and it's it's a great industry to be in. That's great. And I believe I had a um, podcast with uh, Martin Shep, and he was saying that it's really ideal if, to give him the natural surfaces a rest in some of these sporting fields as well. Absolutely. Yep. It's, um, and, and Martin's a good friend of mine. We, uh, we've done a lot of business together. Our wives are good buddies, and um, we, we travel internationally. Yep. So I um, uh, might actually like to think I might have taught Martin a thing or two, but not that much. Why do you say that? Oh, we just... Um, I, th- I suppose Martin is um, um, a boffin, an academic, and um, we're in the dirty hands department, and they've got to work together. Yep. Um, he's got to understand what happens down at the grassroots, uh, down at the coalface. Yes. And I think I've introduced him to that side of, of, um, of the industry. Wow. Um, and he, in, in turn, has, has sort of uh, introduced us to the, um, the stats and the uh, analytical side of um, uh, especially elite sport and the, some of the fields we build for elite sportsmen, yeah, exactly. whether they be FIFA approved or um, FIH approved or you know, up there at the international level. Yeah, he's a, he's a, a wonderful source of information mm. when we spoke to him. You employ 40 full-time staff in Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane. Tell me some oh, of that. Steve, Steve, that's gone up. Oh, has it? Great. We're, okay. Um, I sat there yesterday and I, I celebrated um, 55 yesterday. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, I don't know about that. It was a very large payroll. But um, it's um, we got some great people. I've got um, in the last in the last I suppose five years we've seen an enormous change. You know, we've opened up in in Brisbane. We've opened up in Sydney. Got fabulous people. Um, I come from a bit of old school, a bit of loyalty, honesty, all those things which um, I hold dear. And I've got some senior staff here. We'll be celebrating two of them that um, have had. We'll be going on long service leave this year. My, my um, PA, Maria, who's um, my absolute right arm, she's uh, been with me for 10 years. I've got um, fabulous general managers in each state. The whole way down, I've got a great team. It's you know, A couple of years ago, somebody said to me, try and make your business a place where people really want to work. And I try my hardest to do that. We try to have fun, but there's always a serious side, of course. So that's very, very important for everybody. Excuse me, for everybody who um, who works here, we're flexible. I think I pay well. I think they like working here because they stay here. Our staff turnover is very, very minimal, but we've got to have good staff. We've got to have good, clean, presentable people. It's it's our touch points with our customers all the time. Yeah, well, they've, so. got, to, they've got to turn up in a, in a nice car, and they've got to turn up looking good. Yeah. No, no dogs in the back of utes, no ghetto blasters. Yeah. Um, we're working in the education sector. All of our people have got all the police checks necessary. We take our safety really, 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 it's such, so important to us. Um, you know, we're third party accredited. We don't have touch wood, too many serious accidents. In fact, we haven't had any serious accidents. We get the cuts and nicks, you know, we're playing with sharp tools all the time. But, um, yeah, nothing too bad. We've got stickers on uh, on everything we've got. It's got um, stupid hurts. Yep. And most times, OH&S issues, it's come on someone's stupidity. Yep. We teach them what to do properly. If they do something stupid and take a shortcut, things go wrong. Yep. But um, we employ local people. We, we're very big on the local thing. We, we use local products. We try to use 
recycled products as much as we possibly can. Yep. That's that's the big thing. We try to you know take the the green approach as much as we can, um, and we work in with some fabulous suppliers as well. Uh, working with um, the Polytan and the APT Group, yep. uh, great supporters of ours. Uh, we've been with them for oh, over a decade now. Um, we um, we enjoy working with them. They've got great products, Australian made. It's it's our thing, and um, we get great support from them. We're uh, acknowledged by them. We have a number of uh, awards from them over the last sort of six or seven years, and um, we help them work with their with their R and D as well. We're out in the field putting things down, testing them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Wonderful. Um, that leads me into you are a gold status agent. If you'd like to explain what that is, uh, uh, quite a few years in the running. Is that right? We are. We're about five. Uh, Five or six years, I think. Uh, every year we've been um, acknowledged in front of our peers, which is fantastic. This year was particularly special, Steve. We um, we won a an innovation award, which um, came with a, a, a very large prize as well. Wow. So um, we're very happy about that. And what that was, was that for? That was uh, for a particular project we did in inner city Melbourne where we did a lot of synthetic grass in a, an apartment block but it was in just amazing situations. It just looked absolutely wow, and we um, uh, were acknowledged for that. So we got there. Uh, you know, it was an international award, and um, we were presented in that uh, just recently um, on our um, overseas trip, so into New Zealand. Congratulations. Yeah, no, pretty happy. That would, that would be fantastic to receive. Um, in regards to the journey from uh, in those 43 years you've been in business, Tell me what's been your main key drivers of, of providing that service and, and why you're getting such great staff retention. I've always believed in mentoring. Um, I'm no expert at anything. Um, I don't have a tertiary education. Um, did a, stel- a spell in the army for a while there. And I just thought to myself, uh, I need to have people around me who know more than me, who are cleverer than me. So heavily into mentoring, and I joined a, a group called Tech TEC, which is an acronym for the Executive Connection. And I had a business mentor for a number of years, five or six years. Um, I've moved on from that now. I've now got a board of directors, which are um, made up of some very clever people who are taking us from uh, from where we are now into uh, into the future. Um, the journey hasn't always been easy. Um, it's uh, it's, it's had pitfalls, minefields. Um, Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, okay. When um, um, I work a little bit backwards. Um, my, uh, uh, my father was, uh, was running the business for, for a long, long, long time and um, probably made some poor decisions, went away from our core business of construction. We went into other facets of the sporting industry. Uh, it didn't go so well, and we suddenly found ourselves pretty much on the scrap heap. This was the early 90s, um, very, very difficult times. It probably killed my father, um, so he passed away uh, in, I think, 2006. Since then, I just decided we needed to uh, to get back into this business. I got on the uh, on the phone to a few of the uh, the old employees and said, let's go, let's get this, this tennis court business back up and firing, let's get it going. Might be a bit hard to get paid for a while, but um, let's do it. Bang, we're doing it. And today, you know, we've got, um, well, I won't go into the sales figures, but the growth has been um, virtually 50% year on year for the last few years. And I've got, as I said, I've got, um, we try to mentor our staff. 
Um, working with Generation X and Y is very difficult. They want the rewards straight away, yep. but they don't want the responsibility. Okay, so what's changed? <laughs> well, I don't know what's changed. I suppose our parents said the same about us. But, sure, um, probably did. It, it's very difficult. We, we've got to work there. We've got to work with them. We've got to educate them. We have to keep them alive. Yep. We're playing with some pretty big toys out there. You know, it, it, half a blink, an excavator will knock your head off. Yep. So, you know, we have to. it's our responsibility. But getting back to your original question, what drives me? I think what drives me is the number of people who rely on me. Um, Is that coming from a military background? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I'm married to the most fabulous woman. We'll be 33 years this year. Deb's Deb's been with me on that sometimes difficult journey. Yep. Um, I have three boys. Um, All of them have worked in the business whilst they've done their various um, university courses, etc., 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 um, they're not. Uh, they're not going to move into this business. I want them to make their own way in the world, um, and I'll be there as their wingman. But um, the journey's been interesting. The last few years have been particularly good. We're good at what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we've um, we've got good product. We've got good service. We've got good people. Yep. We have to keep innovating. If we don't innovate, now somebody said to me once, "You might be on the right track." But if you just stand there on it, someone's going to run you over. Yes. And um, you know, I have to look at that all the time. We're always trying to just improve it a little bit better, whether it's the product we use, whether it's the, the communication with the client, whether it's just keeping the guys just that little bit safer. Yep. All those things add up. Make, and coming back to that comment before about making the place a nice place to work. Correct. We've got a great culture here, and, and sometimes the culture needs a little bit of work on it. Sometimes the fit of the people needs a bit of work on it, um, but that's that's human nature. You know, we have to work around that. Yep. You obviously work hard and play hard. I'm sitting in your office here, and there's a lot of imagery about fly fishing. <laughs> tell me where the, the the gratification is in that sport. I tell you, I um, and and the listeners can't see my office, but there's a there's hundreds of bits and pieces of old fishing gear. There's photos of me with dead fish. There's uh, antique fly fishing rods. There's stuffed fish on the wall. Um, why it's in my office is because I got kicked out of home. It's, sorry, not me, but the fly fishing collection. So I sit here and look at it. But, um, Steve, you'll notice that there's um, indisposed or uh, on top of some of the photos are photos of my wife. She got very, very cross one day and said, there's no photos of me. Next thing I know, I've got photos of her on top of my fly wow. fishing photos. But she's very rude. She says, Bernard, the fish all don't get bigger. You get bigger. So anyway, sure. but I, it, is, it is a passion of mine. Yep. I've just come back from New Zealand. Um, when I'm sitting here and um, thinking about life, I love my fishing. I've got good buddies that go fishing with me. Um, so that keeps me busy. And also military history. I'm a big fan of military history, which takes me around the world. Yeah, tell us a bit um, about that. Well, again, I come from a military family. My, my grandfather, who uh, there's a photo behind uh, behind you of him with Winston Churchill at Tobruk. Um, he was um, very heavily involved with the Second World War as a uh, brigadier. My father was a uh, commission officer in the army. I joined the army just at the at the uh, at the bottom end in the artillery for a while. Uh, again, early 70s, tough political place. Uh, it didn't suit me. I, I left. But um, I've always been enjoying military history. I, uh, I've, I've taken myself onto the battlefields of France and Belgium, Normandy, Vietnam. What an experience. Everywhere, and uh, thoroughly enjoyed. 
I'm fairly heavily involved with the Meetung RSL. Yep. Meetung is a bit of a holiday place for us. Yep. And this year was a very special year for me. They asked me would I conduct the dawn service, oh, wow. which I did. Wow. And um, uh, very humbled, very honoured to do that. And um, I also sit on the um, uh, the board of the Second Twenty Third Battalion Association, which is a benevolent association uh, which was created by my grandmother in the uh, during the Second World War, where we have some uh, some funds and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, which we we look after the old diggers. So I'm still involved with that on a um, on a day to day basis. So we try to look after um, the old fellas. Yep. They never ask. It's their families that generally will, sure. will say. Hey, he hasn't had an oven that's worked for six months. How about we get him a new oven? Yeah, brilliant. So, you know, little things like that, which is uh, which is important, and I get a lot of pleasure out of that. With the Anzac celebration, it's just passed. Um, obviously, that's get, it seems it's getting bigger. Are you are you glad that that's holding its tradition? And absolutely, yeah. it's so terribly important. And if you delve into um, uh, the waste of life and the and the different world that was back in the um, both during both of those two two big wars. Um, it's a different place today. Yeah. And we should never forget that because the freedoms we enjoy are because of that. Well said. Absolutely. Um, okay, well, let's go back to the synthetic sporting fields. Tell me about innovation. What's happening in synthetic grasses? Why is it really exciting time for you and your business? Okay, synthetic grass. I, I laid the first synthetic grass tennis court in Victoria. Um, it would have been 79 or 1980 down at Portsea. Um, actually laid it myself. Uh, synthetic grass, Wow. Um, it's gone just in leaps and bounds in Australia. I can't think of another nation that's accepted on, on a private tennis court basis mm-hmm. the synthetic grass surface as we have here. Um, since then, last count, I think I've done about 6,000 courts. Um, various places. We had a crew last year doing a tennis court in the Maldives. Um, we've done work in Sri Lanka. We've done work... I've got some of my guys have worked all over the world. Wow, isn't it and, um, uh, But synthetic grass, is not, it's, it's not only gone from tennis courts, which, of course, is my heritage, mm-hmm. but hockey fields. We started doing hockey fields in the mid-'80s. Um, it changed enormously. It's, um, soccer was first played on at the Queen's Park Rangers in the UK. I was involved in laying that. Uh, basically, that was a tennis court grass, and it probably set back synthetic surfaces in soccer about... 20 years, but because um, it was just dreadful to play on. The surfaces now that, that we're using, which we'll call third generation surfaces, the fibres are polyethylene, the fibres they're better, um, there's rubber and, and, and other bionic fibre type infills. The acceptance by the, the major sporting codes whether it's FIFA in soccer or it's FIH in hockey or ITF in tennis um, Bowls Australia, all, all the international people are acknowledging it. Uh, we've done a number of, um, of fields and been certified by FIFA. Um, its acceptance at the public level, whilst not 100%, there are still issues. Heat is a big issue. Mm. Um, but we're working through that. The boffins are working through that at the moment with different types of products. Um, and Martin Shepherd's contributing in a yes, large area in that, in that way yep. and, and alerting the, the potential clients to, to not only the benefits but also the, the pitfalls. Um, we, we're finding that more and more uh, the education sector has accepted it. It makes real sense there. I, I'm very lucky because, Steve, we, we play in a number of sand pits 
I've got private tennis courts, club tennis courts. We've got the education sector. We've got um, the, the major sporting codes. We've got local government. Um, we don't do your backyard. We're not interested in that. There's sure. a, a lot of you know skilled, smaller operators yep. who can do a good job for you. Right. Uh, we're not geared up for that sort of work. Um, and um, you know, uh, we'll leave that to, to other people. Yep. Uh, we'd like to uh, like to think that our skill sets are in the sporting arena, yep. and that's what we do. Yep. I've noticed you've moved into the uh, the platforms of LinkedIn quite strongly. You like that platform? What is that giving you as a, a business portal to get your message out there? I've got to start it by saying I'm not into Facebook. Yep. Um, I've just seen these people that sort of get heavily involved with Facebook, and yep. I'm, I'm, it's not my cup of tea. Sure. So I started doing LinkedIn, and somebody said it's a good idea. Get your business profile out there. And over the last couple of years, I've built up my profile, yep. um, and I've I've developed quite a lot, a strong following of people who are interested in the projects we do. Yes, and I put the projects up there. Yes, I I've get seen some that. Comment. Um, and you I thank your workers as well. I, I like that. Yeah, no, no, yep. I like to do that. Yep. It brings quality staff to me. A number of people have said, hey, we've been following you. Great. Is there a job opportunity? Yep. And um, uh, there's this situation like that. Whether I've, um, whether I've got any work out of it, probably have. I always say to people, if you want to check me out, we have our website for the business. But have a look at me personally. Have a look at who you're dealing with. Um, whenever we go for, for big projects, we'll put a profile of the senior staff on that project, I think, I think it personalises the fact that we're, you know, we're a small business, yep. but um, you're dealing with people, not only just products and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. The people are so important, yep. and especially in the education sector. Yep. The schools want to make certain they're dealing with decent people, and and can I tell you, there are so many horror stories out there. There are so many horror stories. Okay. When the um, uh, the Gillard government gave all that money to schools, um, unfortunately, it just grabbed all the, the near do wells, and yeah. they just jumped on that. Whether you know that when they're laying um, insulation in in etc. etc. Et and the yeah. next thing, they're ex- experts on synthetic grass. Yeah, yeah. So sure. we spent a lot of time fixing those problems up, um, but it's. Uh, it's it's a it's a great business and I get a lot of pleasure at it. I'm probably working harder now than I've than probably ever have. Wow! But I'm enjoying. it. I still bounce out of bed every day. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were here early this morning. Well, no, no, no. I was here on time this morning. Oh, were you? <laughs> <laughs> but I like coming in here. I like seeing the trucks go yep. in the morning. I yep. say day to the guys. They enjoy it. Yeah. Um, we're well, leading from the top. I just what, love that. One of our truck drivers loves uh, military history. And yep. if you look down in the corner over there, you'll see a whole heap of military books. Yep. And then we swap books and he talks about this and that. And I, I, don't care, I don't care if you're a bazillionaire. And I'm yep. dealing with uh, a lot of people in the, in the BRW 200. Yep. And I'm dealing with truck drivers every day. Yep. And I love it. Yeah. You treat everyone equal. I love Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh, and we even got uh, no names, but well-known truck driver. Who probably fits into both categories of that uh, in Melbourne? Yep. Built his tennis court before Christmas. I think I know who that is. <laughs> who were some of your influences outside of the industry? Like, who do you look up to, and who do you read books on? Oh, that's a tough one. That's that's a question without notice. Mm. Um, I suppose getting into my military history, some of the um, the famous military characters um, throughout uh, throughout history, whether it be Bernard Montgomery or um, Sir John Monash, people like that. Um, 
Winston Churchill. Because of the leadership qualities? Leadership qualities and, and unique personalities. Um, not so much politics. I, um, I, don't, uh, I don't really follow politics terribly much. Um, but the, um, uh, the military history uh, people I find are terribly important, the strategists, uh, fr- from all the areas, whether it be um, some, you know, Bernard Montgomery out of the 8th Army or, or, or Erwin Rommel on the other, on the, you know, the other team. Mm. Um, fascinating stuff, which um, I've got literally hundreds of books at home. Yep. Well, look, thank you so much. Uh, obviously, uh, I've really enjoyed spending time with you. I just want to go back. If you, uh, as a 20-year-old, went back in time to give yourself some advice, what would it be? Oh, okay. I think I probably need to think longer about some of the things I do. Right. If I look back, um, and everybody looks back, and I'm, uh, I've got my, my 60th this year, so time for Still reflection. Good. Um, I think I would probably not change too much. We've all got regrets, mm-hmm. probably a few. Um I probably would have made a few more decisions myself rather than um, following in the footsteps of others, which guided me. Um, but no, not too many regrets. I, I think I'm pretty happy with the, the route I've taken. Twenty years uh, Back in my 20s, if you asked me what I was doing when I was 60, probably wouldn't have had a clue. Mm, correct. And I don't think the kids these days have got a clue either. I look mm. at my three boys, you know, from 25 to 30, and they've all had two or three jobs each, and yep. they seem to move along and yep. you know, climb that corporate ladder, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. I don't know if that's good or bad. Sure. I'm hoping that some of the younger guys can, or girls can listen to these kind of shows and think, wow, that's some really good advice. I might look at that path for myself. Mm. We do a lot of um, we get a lot of the young kids here, and there's, there's always a career path for them here. We tell them there's a career path. Um, and we've got some very ambitious people here, and they keep the pressure on the top management all the time. Yep. And I think that's good. Great. If someone would like to get in contact with yourself or Grass Sports for some projects, where would they contact? Contact head office here in Melbourne. It's um, we, we're always looking. Like today, I'm looking for a, um, an estimator, three labourers, and a new um, business development manager in Sydney. Yep. So we've always got positions available, yep. um, but we need the right calibre of person. Yep. That's that's so important. Yep. Bernard, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, we Dave. wish you well, and uh, thanks for being on the program. Great. Right.